Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talking Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Shorrell, and I'm here with Bob Ryer. Hello! Steve Say. Hello! Mara Wood. Hello! And Joy Bertino. Hello! Hello, hello, hello. So here we go. We're doing our best of 2015. Uh, on this episode, we are doing best graphic novel, best single issue, breakthrough artist, and breakthrough writer. Um, we were all sunshine and rainbows on the last... On the last of the, we could, we could definitely put this on the list. Things are going to start changing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Get ready, guys. I don't know. Maybe we all agree on everything. Mm. Nah. That's never nah. happened ever in the history of this show. <laughs> yeah, but now Mara and I are here. It's true. Yeah. Maybe they'll bring the sunshine and rainbows to, to the rest of us. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's start with single issue. Sound good to everybody? Sure. Yes. Uh, all right. I will go first. Ooh. Um, my single issues of the year are Multiversity Ultra Comics, Lazarus number 15, and Airboy number one. Those are my three. Whoa. Um, all right, Bob. Okay. I have Secret Wars, Secret Love. Okay. Captain Marvel number 15. And Fantastic Four six forty five. Uh, Fantastic Four six forty five. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It's gonna be tough. Uh, Steve. Uh, I have Silver Surfer number eleven. Okay. The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number one. Which one? Yeah. Um, the previous, <laughs> the, okay. the debut the first issue one. of the series. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Batgirl End Game number one. That's a good one. All right. I know, that's why I put it. Joey. Captain Marvel, number 15. Okay. Oh, jeez. Wicked <laughs> and Divine, number 13. Okay. 14, uh, it was, Joey? I'm sorry. It's 13. 13. Okay. Yeah. And I don't really have a third one, <laughs> but I, I'll say uh, Superman, American Alien. Number, number one? one? Yeah. That was a great issue. Okay. All right. Mara. Batgirl, 45. Okay. Lazarus 15. All right. And Star Wars number seven with Obi-Wan in the desert. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Put that on. Right? <laughs> For the Obi-Wan. On the desert. Nailed it. <laughs> Love this. Pitch. <laughs> How can you not? It's Obi-Wan out in Tatooine just doing to make, thing. Just to make sure you know, it's Obi-Wan in the desert. <laughs> just wanted to make sure you guys knew exactly which issue I was talking about. How important it is. Uh, do we have picks from yes, Stephanie? Yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> single issue. She has uh, Paper Girls number one um, and uh, Batgirl number 42. She says whichever issue the wedding was. 45. It was 45. Oh, 45, okay. So 
that's what I picked. <laughs> <laughs> so we only have we have two issues that have two votes, which are Batgirl forty five and Lazarus fifteen. Nope, Captain Marvel Captain fifteen. Captain Marvel number fifteen. Oh, I thought you said. Oh, okay, okay. Bob and I are in sync right now. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I knew you said Captain Marvel. I just thought you guys had different issue numbers. That's why I was confused. No. All right. There's only one. Okay. <laughs> there is. There is another. There is. There is another. <laughs> so it's Captain Marvel number fifteen or fourteen? Fifteen. Fifteen. So both Lazarus fifteen and Captain Marvel fifteen. All right. It's a good month. Yes. <laughs> yep. Batgirl forty-five. I'll have two votes. Um, everything else is single and alone um, on it um so all right i would say steve yes your background end game i'm going to ixnay it just because we already have a, we have a background represented already okay i mean we only have one steve Whoa. we have like we have like 15 single okay. issues here i will jump on his surfer 11 that was my number four pick I mean, Surfer Eleven is amazing. Uh, yeah, that's the one that that works like an infinity loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Surfer Eleven is amazing. Um, I would definitely be okay with that being on there. Um, let's see. Does anybody any books they've read on this list that they're like into that they want to that are not their picks? Obviously, <laughs> Secret Love. Okay, Secret was yeah, crossed off on my list. Like I wrote it down. Okay. And I was like, oh yeah. I'm gonna circle that one then. Um, uh, Paper Girls was awesome, but I left it off because I feel like I'm going to talk about it in a different category. Okay, yeah, I would. I said this. Would have said the same thing. Yeah. Paper, Paper Girls is awesome. Though. I'm going to circle that. I agree. I agree with you guys as well. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, I'm just going to kind of cross off the ones that are already kind of on the list here. All right. So, um, so I mean, the one I'm most passionate about is definitely ultra comics i mean that's just for me i i just think that um obviously multiversity won best miniseries for us last year um and i can't win it can't be on the list this year for us but i i i it's such a great issue and it does it's insane and over the top but also one of those things you can talk about and talk about and talk about and just a a gorgeous issue and this is one of the things where it came out a while ago and it's still stuck with me the first mm -hmm. the first thing i thought of when we said single issues was ultra comics for, uh number one the, the multiversity uh the most multiversity book i just there was a series of those books and the miniseries as a whole is amazing but as a book that just like blew my mind one after another we pax americana was on our list last yes. year um and i really really believe that ultra comics belongs i mean i i it's just such a great it just does so many things that and challenges you in ways that books don't normally challenge you. And I don't even just mean comic books. I mean, in general, mm -hmm. you know, challenges the way you think about the medium in which you're reading it. And, and I just love that about, about that book. Um, you know, I'm willing, I, I don't think Airboy number one, I'm just gonna go over the picks that I have yeah. on here that I didn't, mm -hmm. that I didn't, that, that, you know, they were kind of singular. Um, and Airboy number one was my other one. That's not here. I, I'm going to just cross that off. But um, Airboy number one is just talk about, kind of just completely upending my expectations about what a book was going to be and, and how it was going to work out and, and what I was going to read. It just completely did that to me. I, I didn't expect what it was going to be at all. And when I read that book, I was just kind of enraptured and excited by sort of the pure sort of chutzpah of the, of the storytelling in it. Um, great art, 
uh, great writing, very self-examining as well, which I really enjoyed. Um, it's just a great issue. But again, we're, we're, we're stacked with a bunch of great issues here right. to deal yeah. with. Now, you, you're talking about James Robinson. Yeah. You know, yeah. His Fantastic Four 645, which for, for now is the last issue of that, uh, closed off his arc in a brilliant way, reexamined the position of the Richards as the first family of comic books. You had backup stories by Carl Kessel, Louise Simonson, Tom DeFalco, as as their world came to an end and begin again. And it's sort of, you know, for now, we're gone. Mm-hmm. We don't never know. But it's a special book closing out a special series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, very personal to those of us who love it. Not so much to the thousands who still find it. Why do people like that? But we've got a lot more converts around this. <laughs> these The hallowed halls of talking comics over the years. So I... Just had to make sure it found its way onto that list. I had a, a lot of other things we could have been. This is one of those categories. You yes. start looking at all you read for the year. Oh, yeah, but is that one? Well, yeah. Are, yes. And then there are th- two or three issues in a row of something. Well, what do I do with that? Well, maybe that's a story arc. Yeah. <gasps> Sneak that in. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, for me, the, the when I was thinking single issues, that's one thing. We get into one shots, turned mm-hmm. into, okay, I want to make sure I had a, had a one shot here mm-hmm. and- the Secret Wars, Secret Love, in the midst of all the hubbub and the fighting and all the stuff going on, battle zone, battle world, weird, mm-hmm. whatever's going on over there, we have this odd little piece that comes out, and we have lovely stories by Jeremy Whitley and Marguerite Bennett and Katie Cook. And it's just, it's the old-fashioned romance cover, you know, sort of dot pattern colors or whatever, and, and Kamala and Robbie Reyes, and just a nice little palette cleanser to move you into it. But each story stayed true to these characters on model. We had some fun. Misty and Danny Rand. Boy, you want to see that moving forward? I can't wait to see the show now. (laughs) Hopefully it addresses some Mm -hmm. of that. I'd love to see that whole, we've got, you know, they all have kids now. It's all somewhat different. And just hit me because of the very definition of our category, one shot. I want to find a one shot. And that struck out for me. It stuck out for me as the best one shot of the year. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who wants to stump for one of their other pick? Any other picks on here? Honestly, I, I mean, at least some of us have read Silver Surfer number eleven, right? Did you? Yes. You remember how ridiculously awesome? Oh this yeah. Issue is yeah. like down to like the way in which the story's delivered. I mean, you want to talk about a, a comic that challenges the way that you read comics? I mean, this is following this this epic yarn, and halfway through the book, it reverses on you and you have to turn the comic upside down and read it a completely different way to get the other events. But also like we, we, we spoke about design on the last podcast with the violent and just how like coolly designed that book was the designing methods of this issue are absolutely just bonkers. And it, it, it showcases all of, all of the creators, Dan Slott and Mike Allred and Laura Allred all together and ends in this like, gigantic double page spread of probably one of the best silver surfers or all red and you know arts ever Mm -hmm. um i just think as far as standout issues if we're talking about best single issues if you pick this up off the shelves and and looked at what this what this issue does with itself it would compel you to read the rest of silver surfer because you'd have to know what is going on with this book that there's an issue like this on the shelves Mm. Um, yeah. And the and the content of the story. I mean, not to go into plot details, but I just think that it's one of the turning points of the series, and and it it really encapsulates so much of what the Silver Surfer mm-hmm. has meant throughout the year. 
that I think as a single issue, it really, really stands out. Yep. I think we already put it up there. We're all Did we? Sur- I mean, I, I I think it should be on there. Like that was like yes. my that was like my number four. Like yeah, honestly, and my, like, my number four also. That was what I crossed out. Um, just to get it down to three. Um, I think it belongs there for sure. Um, I, I'm and I'm willing to. I mean, as much I want Ultra Comics on there, but I got my number two on there already, which was Lazarus Fifteen. Um, such a great issue. It's an amazing <laughs> issue. It's it's amazing. I mean, it's the the end of the the Conclave arc, and it's just. It, the battle sequence is it's, amazing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's it, it's just it's like the all all shit breaks loose, you know, yeah, issue. Yeah. But it's also hugely emotionally powerful mm-hmm. as well. All that stuff is just great, and it's really the culmination of a lot of her character's journey up until that point. Um, and, and, and so I'm super psyched that it's on there. Um, so I'm willing to you know to take my kind of push me down ultra comics and even Airboy, and throw it behind silver surfer because i, I think it belongs on okay. that list for, so that's our fourth for sure our official fourth yeah um right. and i mean joey what's what's your like one you're most passionate about on here um well captain marvel 15 got on okay is, captain is that on yes yep. it's definitely yeah, on. okay the other the other one that i had like superman american alien i kind of just threw on because you know i read it and i loved it but the one that i would be passionate about is wicked and divine 13 which kind of go off of Bob's comments from before about kind of ability to stand on its own. Uh, 13 was the issue with Terra, the kind of, um, I don't know if you guys are kind of up to date with it, but uh, it was the cyber cyberbullying one yes, and yes. how, yeah. And the way that that book addressed concepts of celebrity, the, the kind of way that people are just terrible to each other online and the consequences of that and the, the, the kind of trauma from that. And dealt with it in a very real, kind of visceral way, and handle it within those twenty, twenty-two pages or whatever. Well, I just thought was was perfect in a lot of ways, uh, both on Kieran Gillen's part and also kind of guest artist Tula Lote. Uh, um, I just think that that issue and what it was talking about in the issue and how it was executed was was very well done. Mm, absolutely. Um... Yeah, I remember Steve. I Steve. I remember when that issue came out. You talking about it a lot on the on the that show that week. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna mark that one down here. It's, I mean, in a in the world that we live in, and like like the times that we live in, where that stuff is so prevalent, it was nice to see you know the medium that in in sometimes is very much responsible for that sort of behavior to call it out and really address the issue with the fans and and you know somewhat teach them a lesson within it within a medium that they enjoy like they enjoy wicked and the divine and all of a sudden wicked and divine has something more to say outside of its like storied like mission statement of like we're going to tell the story about these gods these you know pop star gods coming back to life every now and again and this mystery of who's taking them out and blah 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 but in the middle of all of that we're going to kind of pump the brakes a little bit and and give you an education as to, you know, either behavior that you've seen or behavior that perhaps you know someone that you've witnessed them do these things. And we're going to, you know, in the middle of this story, we're going to continue the story, but we're also going to have a second agenda and we're going to really educate you on this stuff. And it was a really, really powerful issue. Yeah. And um, I mean, I left it in in all regards, and I mean, and I pay attention to that stuff all the time about bullying and racism online and stuff like that, and um, walked away from it 
not only with like a little bit more knowledge to the situation, but also knowing that, you know, for the most part that I do a good job of, of policing myself with that stuff. And that was a really good feeling to walk away with from that issue. I'm just talking about the design too, the way that the book executes like a Twitter feed and yeah. the way that it executes, how it shows online interaction and, and the comments and all of that was, was really, um, was really well done as well. Absolutely. Um, Mara, why don't you talk about uh, Obi-Wan in the desert? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would love to talk about Obi-Wan in the desert. <laughs> so this is uh, this is kind of a one-off between the two arcs where they're just kind of, it's a little bit of a reset and it's a different artist, um, Simone Bianchi, writing with Jason Aaron. And it takes place during Luke Skywalker's youth. And it kind of shows just how difficult it has to be for Obi-Wan to keep his nose out of other affairs, uh, you know, just looking at injustice around him and, and knowing that he has the power to stop it. But if he does, the empire is totally going to be, you know, on his back and then Luke will be in danger. So it was, it was one of those where it's like heartbreaking, but at the same time, it was, it was great to see how he was still invested in Luke's life and, and there for him, even though in the background. And it kind of made sense to me, you know, I, I went back and watched all the Star Wars movies this past week. And, you know, Luke being like that old hermit, like Ben Kenobi, he kind of just lives off by himself. And it just mm -hmm. struck me that they, they've had such minimal interaction, but still has left an impression on Luke. I thought it was a good issue. Just, I liked it. Cool. Um, I, I had to put a Star Wars one on there. And I know. That was the one I, know. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, let me ask here. Would we, we, we all be good with... Captain Marvel 15, Lazarus 15, Batgirl 45, Silver Surfer number 11, and Wicked and the Divine number 13. Yeah. Would we be good with that? Yeah, yeah. I would totally be fine with you that. feel good with that? I feel good about that. I haven't read Wicked and the Divine 13, but all I've heard about it is amazing things. Yeah. And the stuff that you're talking about as far as you know the design and the messaging, I think that's it's a cool book to have on, on, on that list. It hurts me that I don't get Ultra on there, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live with it. Because <laughs> um, it's tough, because there's just so many different books on here. Right, Steve, yeah. my, one of my underneath picks was also Batgirl Endgame. Mm -hmm. The wonderful silent issue, uh, Bengal's yeah. art was just incredible. Yeah, it's an amazing issue. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to like downplay how good it was. It's a, right. it's a great issue. Um, we just had so many separate issues on this. I just we yeah. just needed to. <laughs> you didn't no, move through I, it. I, yeah. It's on my short list. One of the things like I have, you know, I have the three, and then I have beyond the three. And Batgirl 45 is also on that list. So if I have to exchange one for the other, I'm happy to do that. Cool. Absolutely. Um, I want to say, too, I, d I also had a Batman 44 on my like short list, my, my honorable mentions, mm -hmm. which is the, the one with the Azzarello co-wrote with, with Snyder and Jock did the art for. Um, that was... Uh, uh, so Albert Raphael Alvarez did the art for mm -hmm. that was um, that was sort of based in the origins of Bloom and, and you know dealing with the the cop killing the, the the young man and stuff like that. It was a very uh, powerful issue. But I'd like to also mention Ms. Marvel nineteen, which mm -hmm. was the very oh, touching finale mm -hmm. of, of that first part of that series. Yeah, yeah. The, and you know last days. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's go on to um, so actually let's read let's read out the the nominees here, Bob. It, our, it's have. unofficial until Bob reads it out. Batgirl number forty five, the wedding issue. Captain Marvel number fifteen, which is the finale of that. First, it's uh, Tracy Burke. I don't mm -hmm. want to spoil the ending, <laughs> but a very emotional issue there. Lazarus fifteen, again, deep emotions there, mm -hmm. and the end of that uh, Conclave storyline. Silver Surfer eleven, the the uh, Mobius strip issue. 
and <laughs> Wicked and the Divine 13 with powerful design and great messages. All right. Let's move on. Best graphic novel. Um, this was a tough category for me. I realized in doing this, I didn't read a lot of graphic novels this year. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple big ones. There, yeah, there and there's definitely. This is the category I'm most excited to uh, catch up on over the next, uh, you know, few few weeks until we do our awards. But um, I will go first. I only I only had two to add to this list. Uh, uh, Russian Olive to Red King is one of them, and um, Two Brothers is 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 my other uh, on this list. Um, oh, Bobby, you just screwed me up real bad. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, you son of a bitch. So, Steve, why don't you go then? <laughs> oh, all right. I don't know how I screwed how did I how, how could I possibly have screwed you up? Because because I can totally throw my weight behind both of those books. <laughs> well um, what what are the ones you wanted to get out there? What are your three? Right, the one I'm absolutely the most passionate about is uh Heart in a Box, uh by Kelly Thompson and Meredith McLaren. Yes. Okay. Uh The Sculptor by Scott McCloud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh Long Walk to Valhalla. <gasps> nice. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Mara agrees with your picks. <laughs> uh, Adam Smith and Matthew Fox. All right, um, Arkea. Yes, yes. Uh, we should say Russian Olive the King is both the, is the Imminent, um, and two brothers is Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba. Um, oh, Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba. <laughs> <laughs> Swoon. Uh, Mara, why don't you go ahead and say yours? The one that was absolutely like on my top five of all time books this year long walk to Valhalla yeah all right and, and then hard in the box those were the two graphic novels that stood out to me all right I do want to point out that long walk to Valhalla takes place in central Arkansas okay and they Alliances. mentioned the town where I went to school in <laughs> <laughs> yeah Mara uh, all right so we got those all right I got your back uh, Joey give me yours long walk to Valhalla oh wow okay two brothers okay and March, book two from oh. Top Shelf, Congressman John Lewis, uh, with writing assists from Andrew Aiden, illustrated by Nate Powell. Um, and my fourth was Sculptor, but okay. I knocked it off for the other three. You don't get a fourth. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> All right. Bob. Okay. I have Step Aside Pops mm-hmm. from Kate Beaton. <laughs> Park of Agrid. Yes, exactly. Uh, Nimona by Noel Stevenson. And Bandette Volume Two, Steelers Keepers. Um, okay. All right. So let's see. Stephanie has Apocalyptic Girl on hers. Um, she has Fall of the. Oh, sorry. Step Aside Pops, obviously, um, is on hers. Um, and Fall of the House of West is on hers. Um. That's from the Battling Boy universe, right? Yes. Yep. Um, all right. All right, so, we have... Long Walk to Valhalla. Long Walk to Valhalla seems like that is definitely a lock for nice. us. Nice. Oh, so good. You guys, I mean... Well, I'm excited now because now I have to read it. So yeah. that, they, they, I'm excited. It's really good. There, there will be a trip to Fourth World after this uh, podcast mm. concludes <laughs> our local comic shop. Um, so let's... Uh, we probably have to, you know... Okay, let's see here. I got to figure out what we're gonna do. So, let's keep. I'm gonna keep two brothers and what heart in a box are the only ones and set yes. aside pops. All got two votes. So let's keep those on the short list. Uh, okay. All right. 
Okay. Um, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, sorry. I'm just doing some, I'm just doing some, just some clerical work over yeah. here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I, I'm going to pull that just, but also they got two votes into, into the bottom thing. Okay. So what we're left with here, and we'll talk about these books as we go along mm-hmm. here, but I just want to rush all to Red King, the sculptor, um, March book two, Nimona, Bandette, Apocalyptic Girl, and uh, Fall of the House of West. Um, so, uh, I think that, and again, this is this is this is partly based on the temperature of the room, but totally based on what I think we should do. I think we'd probably be pretty remiss if we don't have the sculptor at least on the short list right now, okay. especially mm-hmm. considering that it was on Steve's list and it's on you know it's one of Joe right outside Joey's list. Um, so I want to keep that on there uh, for now. Um, all right, uh, it's so funny because. March is one of those books for both volume one and volume two that they're, they're the books that I know I should have read that I haven't read. Yeah. <laughs> it, I bought them this year. <laughs> they're really good. I just haven't read them yet. Uh, and also obviously important books to, to, to read as well. Um, yeah. uh, what is it about, I mean, obviously the, the subject matter is obviously very important, Joey. What is it about sort of the writing and, and, and the execution of it that you, that you like so much? Well, I, I mean, Congressman John Lewis, anytime you see him, I mean, the, dude was there you mm-hmm. know he was he was like in those marches and in those scenes that we have in our heads about you know um the civil rights movement of the 50s and 60s so to have his voice literally translated into um comic book form uh is is so wonderful to read and also um the way that powell yeah nate, nate powell does the illustrations it it feels um it's accessible. It's not. Uh, it's it. It's not straight realism. There's a little bit of kind of fluidity in it, but the way that he interprets it and the way that he kind of puts out this history uh, in something that's very tangible, very kind of accessible, uh, is 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 really um, really excellent. March book two, I put on there uh, because March book two, March book one was kind of more Lewis's kind of early life um, and in the 50s too. Uh, book two takes us into the 60s and takes him to he's a young man now in college and he's in the movement he's in the protest movement he gets put into into a place of leadership and watching him deal with this it's it's a little bit more in, in um, it's more in touch with kind of the events that we kind of know and learned in history class so in a, in a, in a a couple of ways in that way uh book two is a little bit more um effective in terms of conveying that so uh yeah i mean and and it's just a, a really important story obviously too and uh the you can look back to the, the comic-con that john lewis kind of crashed you know and he's walking around in his his um uh, the same the clothes that he was wearing on the bridge uh, uh, as famously dramatized in Selma last year. Um, and then the pictures of him with little cosplaying kids in his outfit. You know, there's just something about that that made makes the book feel important. Okay, so this is, this is going to be tough because we, there's really no way to sort of in any sort of like a actual statistical manner, figure out what this, <laughs> these last couple of books are going to be. I mean, well, we have a number of things with two votes. Yeah, and even even if we lock those, like let's just say right now the top four would be Long Walk to Valhalla, yes. Two Brothers, Heart, yes. Heart in a Box, and Step Aside Pops. Um, the fifth one is going to be the really yeah. tough one to pick. Um, yeah, uh, uh, and so 
uh, here's the problem. I mean, obviously Stephanie can't be here right now, so this is this is really tough because she can't defend, you know, these her two books, and it's mm-hmm. tough because uh, they have just as much ch- chance as the other ones on here <laughs> um, because they all have one vote. But uh, Apocalyptic Girl and Fall of the House of West, I don't, I, I haven't read. I don't. Th- has anyone read, read them? Apocalyptic Girl. I've read Apocalyptic Girl. Okay. Um, do you guys have any fight for Apocalyptic Girl, or would you rather go? Not a, not against some of the other titles that were mentioned. No. Okay, that's that's absolutely fine. I mean, there's we're under mm-hmm. no obviously responsibility to fight for them. So I'm going to leave those off right now because we have we can't really fight for for them. Um, my personal feeling is that we should either go with Sculptor or March. Those are my, my personal feeling. Um, and this is not I, thought yeah. I feel bad, Bob, because I'm not yeah. I'm not saying this to to ixnay your your, your titles. Mm-hmm. The only reason I say that is and, and it, it, I'm getting I'm trying to find any sort of like tangible way to do this is that. Both Nimona and Bandette are available in another form, you know, uh, yes, somehow. And these and will were, be mentioned. And, and, the, and also, these were both uh, these were both only available in this format the first time, and that's the, that's the only reason. Okay. And obviously, that's not a, it's not a hard and mm-hmm. fast rule because if there had been three votes three votes for Nimona or two, I would have been perfectly happy with on the list. These are all excellent books, um, and in fact, obviously, Step Aside Pops I think was a was is a collection of web yes. comics, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. Um, so it's not, it's not a hard and fast rule, but I'm just trying to find any way, mm-hmm. and especially because I it's really hard for me because I don't have any any dog in this fight. The book the book that I really wanted to be on here. Um, which was two brothers is on here. Um, so uh, I think either March or the sculptor. That's sort of where, where I'm leaning, and that's just where I'm leaning. I don't know what can I both thinking. Sorry, go ahead, Steve. Okay, um, Joey, you said that sculptor was number four. Yeah, I would go with sculptor. All right, because sculptor was on my list as well, and I, I just I I feel very strongly for that book. I mean, I read it towards the be towards the beginning of the year, but that that book was immensely powerful i haven't read the march so i can't i can't really speak on that but um if it helps at all to to throw some weight behind the sculptor i think it definitely deserves to be on the list what do you what do you how are you feeling bob no dog in this fight either yeah, so yeah. i really i've read some of the sculptor when steve had it yeah and that was about it so mm-hmm. got nothing um i mean are you I, I don't want i don't want to just say like i feel like these books we're gonna you between these books and that be the the word no, of law right. are you okay with that i want to make sure yeah. that we're not or yeah. you know i want this As to, they said, they'll come up later yeah they definitely will come up later we have and uh one of the re- one of these st- situations like this is the reason i'm very excited that we're doing a bigger list of overall because now it's not just like trying to narrow it down to five. We're going to talk about a bunch of books and then narrow stuff down and order them. So I think that'll be fun. Um, uh, so are we okay with putting Sculptor at number five? Yeah, I would go with Sculptor. I mean, Scott McCloud literally wrote the book on making comics. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're going to run that, and also just thinking in terms of what a graphic novel kind of can do and does, mm-hmm. McCloud takes a lot more liberty with that than than Lewis and, mm-hmm. and his kind of team of, of creators does too. Right. And these are all books that, should be read obviously anything we mentioned on the short list um you know i didn't really put up a fight for russian olive i mean it's it's a great book um uh very different very different very interesting book but you know as far as i don't have the passion for it that other people have had the passion for the, mm-hmm. these other books um so and i'm excited because i these are books i have to read so <laughs> i'm excited about that um i'm excited to check that out and they're, they're very different as well which which i like yeah. as well um <laughs> Heart uh. in the box. <laughs> <laughs> All right. More Valhalla. Uh, <laughs> okay. So what we have are five good choices. Yeah. Long Walk to Valhalla. Yes. Heart in a Box. Yeah. Two Brothers. Step Aside Pops. And The Sculptor. All right. Oh, man. That's a good list. That's, That's a, a crazy good list. That's a list right there. 
We got a list, folks. Oh, man. These next categories are going to be difficult. All right. Um, so we're on to we're a breakthrough artist. We are, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're a breakthrough artist already. Okay. So, um, again, this is a very subjective category. This is very, you know, sometimes breakthrough. We'll say a breakthrough artist or writer, and you guys will be like, I knew about them three years ago, and they were amazing. But that's <laughs> not the way. It's not the way it works for this. It's just sort of the person we felt like had sort of like their – we had their first really great year or huge year or took the next leap forward in, in, in 2015 can mean a lot of things. And so it leads to a lot of very subjective conversations about it. Um, think of it almost like best new artist at the Grammys, which means absolutely nothing because people who have <laughs> recorded seven albums win best new artists sometimes uh, at, at the Grammys. We are not going to pick Millie Vanilli though. No, you don't have to worry about oh, that. Wait, here. I have to make a note yeah, here. Yeah, now I gotta change. I gotta my cross. List. Here. <laughs> I have both Millie and Vanilla. That's two uh, spots. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two spots. Well, the good thing about this, Steve, it frees up two spots for you, so you can put yeah. other two people in there. Oh, I have backups. I'm gonna move them up a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this was one of the hardest categories for me to pick, and not because I had the most people written down, mm -hmm. but because all the people I wrote down, I felt really, really deserved to, to, to be mentioned and, and, and talked about. Um, so yeah, so that this is going to be an interesting one. So Bob, why don't you go first? Okay, I'll take a shot at his name, <laughs> Stepan Shayich, <laughs> uh, for both Death Vigil, Sunstone, Switch, every cover mm -hmm. he ever did just seemed amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, Joel Jones from Lady mm -hmm. Killer, okay, and Erica Henderson from The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, okay. Mm. All right, Joey. Uh, I went with Babs Tar and Annie Wu for their respective work in, in on Black uh, Canary and Batgirl. Okay. So that's one and two. Uh, and then I mentioned her before, but Tula Lote, who did Supreme Blue Rose and that Wicked and Divine number mm -hmm. 13 and a bunch of covers too. So uh, you were here last year. Babs Tar was nominated last year, correct? With Cameron Cut Taylor? her out then. Yes. Yeah. So and put in Marguerite Sauvage. All right. <laughs> Oh, I like the Ooh, nice pick, Joey. You like that? I, that backup I do like go. that. That's hot. So and, I, hot and I like the way that you said the last name too. That was that Sauvage. Sauvage. Yeah. Uh, Mara. There's you in it? It's Sauvage. I know it is. No, you're absolutely right. But I have always just said Savage for just because yeah. I'm lazy. So that's why. That's like the Canadian U. You don't yeah, pronounce exactly. It. Yeah. It's like favorite. You know. Yeah. Favorite. Um, Mara, go ahead. What are yours? Well, I had a hard time distinguishing between a breakthrough artist and an artist. So while my <laughs> artist category looks great, my breakthrough artist has one. <laughs> well, they can, they, they can be Lee. both. They can be yes. both, by the way. Well, you... well you know, I, I, I try to pick out someone I, I didn't hear of before this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that is Stacey Lee and her work on Silk. Okay. Mm. All right. Um, is it just me? <laughs> and, yeah, and seven, and I got to read no, All right, Steve. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. You go first. Uh, I have Ben Gall. Okay. Valentine Delandro. Okay. And Tyler Crook. Man, this is going to be tough. All right. I've got Stepan Shejish, uh, Erica Henderson, and Annie Wu. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, and for, let's, uh, let's see. Stephanie had Erica Henderson as well. Okay. And uh, Marley Zarcone, who did Effigy. Um, okay. Okay, so, um, all right, so we have three that had more than one vote, right? Sa I think so, yeah. Shazish? Yes. Erica Henderson and Annie Wu all had one vote. I'm, and I'm not saying lock any of them, I'm just saying let's, I just wanted to note that for me right now. Erica Henderson. This is going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> Annie Wu. 
I mean, I, I think probably Erica Henderson should probably go on the list for sure. She had three votes. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, half the list wants her on that, so I think that's that's a good one. She was my number four. So, um, she wasn't on my list, but put her on. That's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a little passive aggressive that, there, Joey. Me over here. Yeah, I'll just vote. I'll vote for her too. <laughs> Erica Henderson so far. Yeah, Erica Henderson, I think, is definitely a lock. Um, uh, the other two, I mean, I, I think the, the other, it's going to be just so hard. This is so many various. I thought this was going to be way easier than single issue, yeah. and, it's, and it's not. <laughs> Should and, we each pick one from what we have left? Um, what do you mean? To, like, to, de- to defend, you mean? Yeah, to like just to, just to maybe whittle it down. I mean, we got a lot, right? Yeah, we definitely do. I mean, another thing you can do too is, I mean, we kind of have done this in the past. Like, if you want to like take off one of yours, you can throw a vote behind somebody else if, if you want to do that as well. I mean, that's sort yeah, of. Yeah, because I haven't I haven't gotten any of my three on yet, yeah. so I'm gonna try to pick one and focus on them to yeah. get them on, and then I'll I'll kind of give up the other two. And Mara also has two swing votes that she hasn't put I towards do, anything yet. And I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounded like that. Doctor Mara, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, Mara. Doctor Mara. So it sounded called, like the uh, Death Vigil artist uh, got a bunch of votes, though. He got two. He got two. Oh, okay. Me and Bob both are, are away behind. And I think we could convince Mara. Yes. <laughs> you guys, you the reason why I didn't, I didn't put him on Breakthrough Artists is because I have him in like two other categories. That's totally fine. I will. That's, yeah. That's totally fine, though. I will be totally okay. Sweep. <laughs> Sweep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I, just tr- I was trying to restrain myself, but no, like if... I mean, when his name is attached to something, I'm immediately drawn to it. And I know he's done a lot of stuff in in the past, obviously, but I, I think that this year, um, obviously Death Vigil started last year, but uh, wrapping up Death Vigil this year, the Sunstone stuff, I think, with, with Switch, I think... And his Rat Queens. And his yes. Rat Queens stuff. Right, yes. You know, last year when I heard his name at the end of the year, I was like, who's that? And this year, like... It's all I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's everything. So uh, I think he's That'd almost be a breakthrough. Breakthrough. Yes, exactly. Yes. I think he's almost the definition of of, of breakthrough. He does emotion like nobody else is doing it right now. Mm-hmm. His facial expressions are the best that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know? Yeah. Uh, are you looking at stuff right now, Joey? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did Wait, you ever read? Go ahead. Did you ever read um, the first volume of Sunstone, The Back Matter, where he's talking about refining those emotions and drawing yes. them down from being cartoony to being more realistic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Like just seeing like how he's constantly refining his technique and just trying to get into that that zone. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. When I read that, those stories in the back of that first volume, it reminded me of Dave Stevens, the fellow who created The Rocketeer. Who, when you looked at his work, it looked absolutely stunning and perfect, and he was never satisfied. He was taking art lessons to the end of his life. Mm-hmm. Because, no, there's something more I can do here. There's something better. I can make the fold in a leather jacket better. And even <laughs> now, even when you're looking at those early sunstones, they're still beautiful and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the evolution, it's just, how, did, how, does he, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. How do you go from amazing to spectacular? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet there, so absolutely. Yeah. I, I think he needs to be on this list. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So we're going to put Stepan Shejish right. as, 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 as number two. So we have Erica and Stepan. Right. We have two Annie Wu votes. We have two Annie Wu. But let's see. Steve wanted to do a little, uh, little, little campaigning. So let's see do a little campaigning before we start breaking down stuff. Um, I mean, if I'm going to campaign for anyone, 
uh, I'm trying to think. It's a toss-up between either Ben Gall or Tyler Crook. Uh, Tyler Crook is the artist of Harrow County, which, I mean, I've never seen him before this book, but the idea that he does everything in here down to the, the inks, to the colors, to the pencils and everything, this book is one of the most striking of the entire year, this series that's come out. Um, all of these crazy like greens and oranges and this otherworldly forest that he's created. Um, it's not just all like darkness and browns. He pierces those colors with these like really vibrant uh, reds and yellows and oranges and fiery skeletons and like mythic beasts that are walking around blood trails that look like they've been infected by other things and have begun to like kind of pus and ooze. And there's just a, a superb amount of uh, detail to every every little thing that's on the page is is done incredibly well, particularly with color. Um, between the, the watercolors and the harsh inks that he uses, uh, I just think it's an, an absolutely beautiful presentation. And it, he's definitely one of the artists that really stood out to me uh, this year. That when I when we did Harrow County as our shared book of the week. I actually wasn't there for when we recorded our thoughts uh, and had picked it up a week later and was just absolutely blown away. And it's it's become one of my favorite uh, series of the entire year. And uh, a lot of that is due to Tyler Crook's artwork. So I would agree with that. Um, yeah. He's also, great. Like, I mean, I, I can't argue the thing you're saying. Yeah. Cheeks. Yeah. Sorry, I was talking over you, Mara. What were you saying? Sorry. I was like, uh, the way he flushes the cheeks. Mm. Yes. I mean, that was just like, that is, that is, everything. Living outdoors, like that's what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything down to like the tiny little cuts and the way it kind of um, like around the cuts, there's these teeny tiny, I'm looking at the, the book right now, like there's these tiny little veins that like in, like in conjunction with the story as like Esther is kind of moving through the story, like the veins are growing in her face as the situation mounts and she's having this awkward conversation with her father and when she's alone because of her powers and who she is, it starts to recede, but it happens over the, the like a series of panels. And I just love the way that the art corresponds with the story uh, in that way. And it's such a subtle detail, but it's there. Mm -hmm. um, and not to mention, I mean, I talk, we're talking about art right now. Um, I love the way that even in the darkness, how everything that you're supposed to focus on is lit up in some manner even if it's in a gruesome way it, it, it everything kind of has this like otherworldly uh like ethereal highlight to it and um i just think it's gorgeous well i have two on this list already mm -hmm. and as much as i'd love to fight for joel jones and how wonderful lady killer was uh, Harrow County is really special. I mean, just reread it yeah. in, in trade. Everything you're saying, it really evokes a time and a place mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the set of emotions that go with being so isolated, Yeah, both physically and emotionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, that comes through in both story and art. So I, I'm totally awesome with Tyler Crook being yeah. on this list. Yeah. Um, Me too. Great, do it. Uh, um, I just, I just asked Bob to look at last year's nomination because I had, I had thought we had nominated somebody, and I just realized we didn't. How was Russell Dowderman not, yeah. <laughs> not in this Guys, discussion? He's, 
He's coming later. Yeah, he's coming later. Yeah, coming but, later. but he can still be a breakthrough and come later. Like that's not. <laughs> that's how it all works. I, I I have to say I like I he's just amazing. Like I mean mm-hmm. every panel and moment of 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 his work is just like is just pure gorgeousness to me. I mean there there is nothing. There's no misstep in in what he does, action wise, emotion wise, um, spectacle to the spectacle to the small. He just does everything like it's just perfect to me, and it's fierce and it's it's crazy and it's magical and it's all the things that you you would want a Thor comic to be, in my opinion. Absolutely, he's not What's our a, list so far. We uh, have Erica Henderson, yeah, Stepan Shayich, and Tyler Crook. Um, mm. And I will tell you that Russell was not on my list because I thought he'd be on somebody else's. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured I'd throw the other ones in there. And I, I haven't, I haven't busted out that gun just yet. Okay. <laughs> we have two spots left. Well, yes, I think, I think that Annie Wu should be one of those spots. Yes, she did get two votes. Yeah. Okay. Um. And Russell Dowderman. And I think it should be Annie Wu and Russell Dowderman. No I problem. I'm more than okay with that. Mara. Can he can he be in two categories? Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. he, he can right. be in a hundred categories. Yeah. That's there, fine with me. I should okay. say there's no limit on how many categories something can get nominated for. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. You can be best new series and best and best ongoing series. You can be best okay. new series and overall. You can be yeah, all right. that stuff. Look, in baseball, you can be rookie of the year and most valuable player. Yeah, all it right. does all happen. Right. Nice. Uh, okay. So <laughs> we're locking in. I think five? I just want to make sure. Yeah, I think we're I think we're good. So are we okay? With this list, Erica Henderson, Stepan Shazish, Annie Wu, Tyler Crook, and Russell, Russell Dowderman. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. I do want to say that Supreme Blue Rose with Warren Ellis and Tula Lote is a beautiful, beautiful book. It is. Uh, so, For sure. worth checking out. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, before we move on, let's, if anybody wants to speak about any of the artists who didn't get mentioned in our discussions here, like uh, uh, Marguerite Savage or uh, Stacey Lee, um, Valentine Delandro, Bengal, if anybody wants to speak up about any of them. Um, I mean, we were, I mean, I brought up um, Batgirl Endgame before, mm. and I mean, I trust that we've we've all read this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, th- this book is a is a tour de force as as far as uh, art goes. I mean, it's a it's a silent issue. The every the emotion conveyed, the heroics conveyed in this, and also not to mention it has one of the absolute best panels of the entire year when Batgirl is communicating to a girl that's kind of stranded in the madness and she she gets her attention and asks her to smile and draws like this big smile across yeah. her face and um this was like when batgirl the the new burnside batgirl was really starting to shine and that that panel alone kind of captured the enthusiasm and the joy that everyone that was enjoying that new series had for this this like redefined character and uh i just thought that bengal captured that so well Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll jump on to one on your list, Val Delandro with Bitch Planet. Oh yeah, it, it was very important. The artwork on that series is going to match what was going on with the political message, and and then also trying to grab that exploitation vibe and and do it in a way that then didn't become exploitative at the same time. And he managed every single bit of that. Just and I, spectacular I'll say work. To uh, sorry about um, Valentin Delandro. Like when he was doing X Factor a bunch mm-hmm. of years ago, yep. um, and maybe it was just the pace of the schedule, but the level of detail that he's putting into Bitch Planet was lost in his his run on X Factor probably like four or five years ago. So to see that kind of um, transcendence, if you will, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go in Joey. his style, <laughs> it's really really nice to see. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> 
Yeah, man, let's talk I about Transcendence. And Mara, tell us about Stacey Lee, because I'm going to be on that one, too. Well, we actually have a commission by her of Crystal wow. from Fantastic Four. And, it, I mean, I thought she did a great job on Silk, and I thought it was fun and crisp and just kind of, I don't know, it just made me feel nice. <laughs> and I, I don't know, that's kind of what I like about, you know, comic art, looking for something that makes me feel good, even if I can't describe exactly what it is. Well, I, I, what I loved about her artwork, it, it definitely, there, there's a dark undercurrent to the story about, for those who haven't read it, you know, she's locked in a bunker for 10 years, her family's all disappeared, and that could be a, a complete downer at some level. But what we have instead is there is that deep emotion, but there is still that fun as she explores her new world and then still goes through with her quest to find her family, what became of her brother. And it's just a lovely balance and not easy to do in the lighter style that she employs, but it, that is all still there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Stacey Lee's art is gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the... Uh, that that book is great. Silk is a great yeah. book. But, you know, the thing I took away from, especially that first issue, I was kind of floored by what it looked like. Uh, and uh, An artist I had never heard of doing something so cool, you know? Um... But yeah, so I guess I think we covered everybody, right? As far as nominees that weren't talked about? Yes. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So you want to read our locked-in list? Our locked-in list is Erica Henderson, Stepan Shayich, Tyler Crook, Annie Wu, and Russell Dowderman. Okay. I don't want to pat ourselves on the back, guys. That's a pretty good list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty pretty good list right there. That was tough. That was tough. It was tough, but we got, I think we got a good list. Um, and No hard feelings yet. No, not yet. Uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, and I want to say we didn't really talk about Annie Wu at all or Erica Henderson because uh, Annie Wu did, it was weird. Erica Henderson got locked on quickly and Annie Wu was sort of like, yeah, I think Annie Wu should be on this list. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, obviously the Black Canary stuff is, is amazing. Um, but also, uh, it's only one issue now, but she took over on Archie um, and uh, uh, this last issue and without missing a beat from Fiona Staples. And that's a pretty pretty impressive thing to say just on its own um, that you can take on without missing a beat from someone like Fiona Staples but uh, she's just awesome like just there's something about her art that's just it's so unique and, and, and so special and and perfect for for something like Black Canary um, and she's also just a, a pretty cool person so it, that's all the reasons why I think she belongs on this list but and since we didn't talk about Erica yeah. Henderson we'll just throw this out there too Here's a book that is riotously funny mm -hmm. and also makes a very good point and very valid point about a, a superheroic character who is not built in the way mm -hmm. people are. Mm -hmm. It's a different body image entirely. She's got a different set of values personally. It's a lot of weird stuff going on in that book. And yet it all comes down to emotions facial expressions they've talked about other things crazy layouts oddball ideas that all seem to work no matter how insane something seems to be in that book it works and it plays that's mm -hmm. not not normal but it works here so erica henderson mm -hmm. absolutely nice. absolutely um all right breakthrough writer is what's up now another tough one another tough one to go here Mara, why don't you kick us off? Who are your nominees? I've got one because, again, same problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one I feel really strongly about. Okay. And as Marguerite Bennett. Okay. I think that... Uh, we well, can't... Okay, it's, the tough part is Marguerite Bennett, yeah. she was nominated last year. She was nominated year. last year. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> she had a good year this year too. She did, yes, but she she, did. she moved up from breakthrough to already broken through. Oh <laughs> uh, well, there goes my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's say Bob, why don't you go? Okay, well we'll leave more open for now. Yeah. Uh, Stepan Shayich. Okay. <laughs> David F. Walker. Okay. And Ryan North. Ryan from North, the Squirrel Girl. Ryan North is a good one. And it was back to Eric Harrison for one second. Also mm-hmm. awesome on the Jughead book. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. By the way, I was writing down your picks, Bob, and I just wrote David North instead of. Yeah. <laughs> He's good too. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Steve. Uh, I have Becky Cloonan. Okay. Stepan Shajish. <laughs> and Ryan North. All right. Okay. Joey? Uh, I had Marguerite Bennett and Noel Stevenson, but I think they were both nominated. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. <laughs> uh, I put Chip Zdarsky on this one. Mm-hmm. That's my fourth mm-hmm. for, for a breakthrough writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, well, because. How would it up? And uh, if I had to throw some people in, well, I'll leave mine empty. Well, okay. How about um, John Allison for Giant Days? Okay. Oh. And uh, I'll, I'll put my weight behind uh, David F. Walker, too. Okay. All right. So mine were Stepan Sejic, uh Chip Zdarsky as well. Um, and I actually, I said uh, Matthew Rosenberg and Patrick Kirtlin, who did uh, We Can't Go, We Can Never Go Home Again. Oh, yeah. Ah. Um, which I just read over the last like week. Um, yeah, it's good, right? It's more than good. <laughs> 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 it's pretty fantastic. Uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, so there we go. Um, it's more than good. Mara, you have three votes. Do you have any any of these picks you want to throw your your weight behind? Definitely Becky Cloonan. Okay. Uh, I really liked Gotham Academy this year. Okay. Southern and, Cross, very good as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I and mean, like she's she's great. And then um, Noel Stevenson is one that because Lumberjanes has a rotating writing cast now so, it does but not now it does. yeah not she was the she was the writer for the majority of it. i think just recently that that, that switched but was it this year it was like, late this was year though the majority of this year that she was writing lumberjanes yeah the majority of this year she was writing lumberjanes but she was also writing at a big chunk last year as well okay yeah, yeah. they already blew it for us mara yeah i know <laughs> yeah. i know it's okay yeah i really do like noel stevenson yeah. so we'll get as you, as she you also should did the the runaways uh secret wars bro <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that one was pretty big deal. Yeah. Adorable. <laughs> she is more than welcome to be nominated in another category on this list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She just is disqualified from this because she was nominated last year. You can't be breakthrough two years in a row. And and since a particular person can be nominated for more than one category, mm-hmm. even if the categories are similar, I'm gonna go with Step Stepon. Yes, exactly. All right. So I think Stepon Shish is locked in. Yeah. Um so One we, of these days, he's just going to hijack our feed and, yeah. say, and yell his name into the podcast. <laughs> no! <laughs> say it right for once! Yeah. Um, well, so, or at least we should all say it consistently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stephanie wrote in. She had uh, two here. Um, she had uh, Chip Zdarsky and Genevieve Valentine. Oh. Who's doing stuff on Catwoman this year, um, obviously. And she's a big, huge fan of that, of that Catwoman mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Jean-Vierre Valentine. Jean-Vierre Valentine. Uh, so I think Chip is probably, we should probably lock, Chip's at three now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, So I think Chip should be there. Um, so there we go. Um, I can totally, look, I, 
we can never go home again is going to come up again <laughs> and i'll extol his virtues uh then um these are two people i've never heard of and they navigate tough waters really really well in this book there's a lot of sensitive topics and a lot of stuff that can be could be exploitative and could be shown as you know sort of um glorifying violence and they somehow manage to uh keep keep a there's in the they're also not judgmental right so it's not like it's not speaking to you and saying what he's doing is wrong but the the story is so well crafted and so subtly done that you're able to tell kind of their opinions on things without them having to stole their opinions out okay. they're, they're great um but i want to i can totally get behind taking my vote off that and moving it to uh ryan north um who I think is really awesome. Uh, I mean, he did a ton of stuff this year. I mean, he was very close to my list as well. Amiable Squirrel Girl, you know, Dave uh, is, is really great. Um, he also happens to write uh, a really great webcomic called um, Dinosaur Comics. Yeah, he's been there for a while. And God Hates Astronauts as well is also Ryan North. Uh, he's really great. Really, 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 really great. I can definitely see him being on this list. Um, so uh, I'm down. Lock it in, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got Stepan. Uh, this is like this is like the gauntlet because we have to say his name like every three seconds on, the, yes. on this show. Um, Chip Zdarsky and Ryan North so far that, that are in there. The other one we have two for. We have two for David Walker and two for Becky Cloonan. Um, listen, I'm totally fine with with Both those with those, yeah. those being on yeah. there. I feel really bad that Stephanie is not here to talk about Genevieve Valentine because I know how much she loves her. And how much she's loved that Catwoman run. Um, what I read of it was also very, very good. Yeah, and it, it's a book that had yes. gotten so far afield from what Catwoman was. Yeah, that the seismic shift back to a, a proper representation deserves to be mentioned. Absolutely, that's so, yeah. the thing. That's the thing about it too is that I think it's important to point her out and kind of stump for her here when she, Stephanie's not here. Yeah. that it was a book that was kind of universally disliked. Um, and you need to do a lot of work to get a book that's universally disliked into a book that is very well liked. And it, it didn't have a ton of press behind it. You know, she, th there was a ton of artistic changes and, and creative team changes around that time. And they didn't really make a big deal at all about Catwoman changing teams. Um, but when uh, Genevieve uh, took over, um, she really turned that book around. And it's one of those things that I feel like is important to talk about because it wasn't because I hadn't been reading it at all, and because I'm not, I'm not a frequent Catwoman reader, so I kind of wanted to see her in the suit doing her stuff, and yeah. they, they went another way with her to sort of, and I think it was un intentionally sort of rehabilitate that image and sort of take her so far away from you know, uh, scantily clad trips over 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 buildings, you know, that it it went to place I wasn't it wasn't just for me, but I think that it's really it's really cool that she was able to take it to a place that was um, respected again. I tell you what. I'll tell you, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. Okay. Uh, David Walker's Shaft miniseries is going to come up later. Okay. <laughs> so, because Stephanie isn't here, mm -hmm. I'll throw my weight behind Genevieve Valentine. I don't know how you feel about that, Joey. Hey, I'm going to abandon cool. your David F. Walker. Only because no, he's going to come up man. later and Catwoman won't, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, are what, we, was, what was Becky Cloonan on this year? Gotham Academy. Gotham Academy and Southern Cross. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're, we're cool with that list? Yeah. Well, you want to put Genevieve on? Yeah, Gen with Genevieve yeah. on? Sure. Is that good with everybody? Sure. Speak up if speak up or forever hold your peace. Joey, go uh, ahead. You want to you stump for David F. Walker? I could be swayed back. Yeah. You never know. No, I'm good. <laughs> What's the list, Bobby? <laughs> uh, 
uh, Stefan Shejic, Chip mm-hmm. Zdarsky, Ryan North, Becky Cloonan, Genevieve Valentine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sounds good to me. So I just want to say, too, the, the the reason, and I think we have a couple people on here, obviously, that that, that picked Chip, but uh, obviously he's been a great artist for, for a while now but this year i feel like he really came into his own on the writing end with with, with jughead with um with captara Cap- Cap- with, yeah, with howard. howard the duck i mean he's proven himself not to be a great humorist as far as his art and his internet personality but also in just his writing ability and he's he's been able to navigate tough waters with this stuff and he has delivered every single time which i think is incredibly impressive for someone who was basically known as an artist a year ago to be someone who now when his name is on the writing of a book you get excited to, to read it i think is a very impressive thing um and the same thing with with with, with Sejish, it's it's amazing that his art is, is so powerful and, and so wonderful but that his writing is almost just as good as that art mm-hmm. um, especially not being a native english speaker yeah absolutely it's amazing to me because you know the the expressions on the faces and everything works so well but there's also layered textured subtle stuff going on in the dialogue as well yeah. and you know steve you talked about we talked about back on the one of the shows about iZombie being a show that like called back to shows that you, you loved mm-hmm. right death vigil does the same thing for me you know it, oh yeah it calls back heavily to stuff like buffy you know to me and, and, and shows like that and to be able to master that in writing i think is, is really impressive um 100 percent just the thing with David F. Walker, just to kind of jump in before we move <laughs> sure. off. Uh, he did have a really good year with the Shaft, and he relaunched that Cyborg for DC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got some really cool projects lined up for the next year. Power mm-hmm. Man and, and Iron Fist, oh, yeah. I think, is going to be a big one. So um, the only thing that I read from him this year, I know that he did the Cyborg stuff, but I only read that one shot, uh, the the Nick Fury one. That oh, was very, so good. Was very good. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, um, so big things ahead for him, I'm thinking, too. And especially as an African-American voice in the industry, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Mara, is, anybody, is there anything, anybody you want to talk about on this list, whether they made it or not? I mean, you just want to ex- uh, give some props to? I, I think it's a solid list. I think um, you all have said... Well, basically, since I came to table with Marguerite Bennett, <laughs> yeah. I just... had a great year. <laughs> she right? did. She had, a, she had a fantastic year. I think she so... had a breakthrough year. <laughs> I mean, she transcended what she was last year. But that's, you know. Even even I... though she just broke through, she transcended. We need another category, yeah. you're saying. Transcendent. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it's a solid list. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh should we read last year's list for people? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they can hear it. Last year's breakthrough writer was G. Willow Wilson, mm-hmm. Marguerite mm-hmm. Bennett, Brendan Fletcher, Noel Stevenson, and James Tynan the Fourth. Were the nominees. all who had great years this year? Yeah, they did. But now it's once you once you break out, you no longer get the breakout category. Now you got to compete with the the best writer, yeah, best yeah. artist category. It's nice to see Clunan on that list because like she's been she's been in the industry for so long, and mm-hmm. now to finally see her getting into like that mainstream kind of big two stuff. That, yeah. Puts her name out there. It's nice to see. Yeah, um, I do wish she would do more art as well, though, because yeah. I miss right. I miss her her work. Um, she puts it up on Instagram. Yeah, but I mean, like sequential. Oh, like actually, like yeah, like published a comic. Because yeah. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's great, and you know, um, I would love to see her do some stuff that was writing and drawing on her own. But uh, 
yeah, that's a great list. So that's gonna that's gonna close out this episode uh, of our best of 2015 show. Um, all the nominees are gonna be in the blog post, obviously, so you guys can check those out. Um, please write in at Talking Comics or podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com um, to let us know your thoughts on Breakthrough Artist, Breakthrough Writer, uh, Best Single Issue, and Best Graphic Novel of the Year. Um, and make sure to vote in the polls and to share the, the podcast as much as you possibly can. Um, we're going to get out of here right now. Stephanie's going to join us for the next episode. Oh. So you guys will hear her next up. And I just marked down actually what we're going to do next week. I think we're going to do. Um, so I know that overall is going to be a huge discussion. So I, I'm going to, I'm trying to wait at four to three. Cause I think we have seven categories left. I okay. think, I think. Um, so next, next show we're going to do best story arc. Best miniseries, um, best new series, and best ongoing series. It's going to be a big show next next time, guys. Oh boy. And then the fourth show, we're going to do writer, artist, and overall. And there'll be fistfights. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so that's going to do it, though, for this episode of our best of 2015 shows. For Bob. It's late. Steve. Gloves up. Mara. I read comics. And Joey. Peace out. Out. (laughs) Until next time on Talking Comics. To be continued.